0: Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Wow, what an uh, incredible, emotional roller coaster of a week, hasn't it been? Uh, just unbelievable about all the things that are going on in our nation, and we are not united. Uh, we are divided right down the middle and uh, uh, it is uh, uh, somewhat difficult uh, to wait to find out who will be our next president. We have a lot of predictions that are out there. I, I, as far as I heard, I ha- it's not official yet, but uh, it's still uh, most likely going to go one direction, but we're waiting, and, uh, and unfortunately, we're hearing a lot of the same hate speech and uh, people trashing others and it's been difficult are you a little weary of that yeah it's it's a little bit wearying. but uh, I'm hoping that today will be an encouragement to you and so good morning Uh, my name is Mike one of the pastors here and it's a privilege to come and to share with you God's word today we are going to be looking in the in the Bible book of Romans and but this week has been such a test of our courage and our trust in the Lord Uh, There are some who are completely elated with all that's going on and some that are really struggling. Uh, In the process of it all, much of humanity has been polarized. It's not just our nation. It's all over the world. Uh, There are strong lines that have been drawn. Millions of dollars have been spent to persuade people and shape people to think in their people's thinking and choices. And what it's done, it's pitted brothers against brothers, sisters against sisters. Unity has been assaulted with division, love has been attacked with hate, peace has been infected with stress and worry and fear, and yet and yet God is still on the throne. And in saying that, I'm not negating any voting or anything like that. I'm just simply stating the fact of what the Bible teaches. God is sovereign. He sits on high and he controls and moves and works his will and way. And that's why he says in Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. The Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And that's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, meaning Yahweh, the high, holy, sovereign God of everything, creator, the one who is really in charge, Psalms 27.1 says, Fear Yahweh, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Written as Israel faced uh, various enemies and difficulties of life. And King David, who wrote this, reminds them to put our hope and trust in God. And let God be our light, our guiding leader, and the one who truly can save us and be that stabling force in life. Amen? Amen. But in all this, how do we interact with people who are different than us? How do we relate to our fellow brothers in Christ that think differently, act differently, vote differently, differently? I'm not talking about clear sin issues or major biblical truths, but, but, but our differences, be it age or ethnicity or political affiliation or personality or choices on some issues, whether it be drinking, smoking, dancing, music, or, or what's worldly and what's sacred. Do we just, uh, how do we not just tolerate but be complementary with others? How do we connect in such a way that we are better Together, despite our differences. Sure, we need a tribe of uh, people that are like us to rally around and to, to be encouraged, uh, kind of like that all the sports fans in one sports area. We want to be together and, and encourage each other. That's great. It's easy. But God does call us to interact with those who are not like us. Galatians 3, 28 says there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male or female, for all are one in Christ. It doesn't mean we become the same person, it means we celebrate the differences, but yet come together as one. And in John 13, 34, Jesus gives us the command to love one another. And as we've been learning in Romans with this whole Jewish-Gentile friction, we are to be, as Romans 12, 16 says, to live in harmony with one another. Harmony meaning we're to work at being a complement and not the compliment with an I that means, oh, that's a very nice mask that you have on. Uh, uh, but it, it's more that the, the, the two that are different that come together and make something amazing. Now, because I like food, which is obvious, um, I love food combinations. Like, uh, 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 and, and, and I've been. Uh, some of you saw my video this past week where I actually was, you know, a creative cooking with Pastor Mike. Uh, if you haven't, there's some the avocado uh, chocolate mousse. Mm, it's amazing. But some people have other different combinations that they think are amazing. Two different things that come together. One is a is a, a peanut butter and hamburger. Just just take your hamburger, smear some peanut butter on it, and they say it's amazing. Actually, I've tried it. It is amazing. Actually, anything with peanut butter is pretty amazing. Uh, another one is, is, is potato chips and chocolate. Actually, someone one time gave, Christy, my wife and I, uh, potato chips dipped in chocolate. Woohoo! hoo Ah, uh, two different tastes, but they, together they make something amazing. Now, one I've yet to try, but it sounds really interesting, is Cheetos and broccoli, It, it sounds a little interesting, uh, but you know, who doesn't like Cheetos, especially when they're all around uh, your fingers? And it, it, but it's those combinations. There's something different, but they come together and they complement each other. That's the idea of being complementary. But how does this work with people? How do we be the complement? Well, Paul shows us in Romans Chapter 15, we're nearing the end of our study. Chapter 15, verse 22, all the way through to sixteen, sixteen, giving us two active expressions of love that complements with real examples he's given us. And that's mostly in chapter 16. For here's the phrase I want you to get today. Active love finds the complement and brings about harmony. Let's, let's jump into this study. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind a standing up, you can even stand up at home. Matter uh, of fact, if you're home, maybe you can type in in the uh, chat what your favorite crazy combinations are in there, and you'd be thinking of them here. But let's pray and ask God to bless our time this morning. Father God, I thank you for bringing us here, whether it's present in this room or present online. You brought us together to gain, not only from the time of singing and, and, and then great little message uh, Rich gave, but also, Lord, to, to delve into your word now in this Bible book of Romans, this book of trying to bring two diverse groups into unity. And God, I pray that you would challenge us. There's so much in our world that wants to rip us apart and create dissension and division. And yet, Lord, we know that active love brings about unity. Lord, help us to discover how we might be complementary today and use this time. May it be helpful, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat. I encourage you uh, to use your phone. You know, get the QR code on the back of those chairs there. Go down to, there's a study guide in there which has a lot of these verses there. If you also can download our app, there's an outline on that. You can fill it in on your smartphone and, or that, maybe grab a piece of paper and a pen. Those still work somewhere. And, uh, and you're able to do that and, and encourage you, as, as Carrie was talking about our webpage, there's a section there called Revive. It's there for you to, to go deeper in some of these studies and there's lots of helps in there in that. But in building on what Paul uh, has been talking about all through the Bible book of Romans and, and, and really in, in chapter 15, the first part there, Paul is, is talking about this idea that, that Jesus being our greatest influence in life, he is the leader and Lord of life and being that he included us, uh, uh, Carrie just read that God welcomed us, he, he included us, we should initiate inclusion with others. It, 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 this this takes not just a feeling of love, but the actions of love. And he, he in our section here, he actually concludes it with a with a, a very active illustration of of active love. It's it, in Romans sixteen sixteen. It says, "Greet one another with a holy kiss." All the churches of Christ greet you. you know, and then, now God's not saying that we all kissy especially now with covid around you know and I, and i think it's still bad even through a mask so just just hold off on that with strangers and uh, um and that but the idea that it, it, this this is a visual overt sign of active love that we are to build relationships expressing this kind of of overt active love with others being the complement even in diversity So taking on these two expressions of love that complements for active love, finds the complement and brings about harmony. The first active love expressed, the first active love, active expression of love is to love through giving and receiving. So take your Bible, if you will, and this this, uh, uh, also will be on the screen in front of me if you're online and, and, and also in back of me as well, but I encourage you to open your Bible, to the Bible book of Romans. We're just gonna walk through this first passage together and just kind of expand on a few points as we go through this. We're gonna go through verses 22 to 29 at first and look at a little bit in, verse, uh, in chapter 16. But Paul writes here, and he's, he's writing this book to help bring about this, this unity of two diverse people. And he's been talking about encouraged inclusion, all these different things. And now he's saying, we want you to be a complement. Figure out how to be a complement, and here's how. Here's how, by giving and receiving help. First of all, Paul says, for this reason, verse 22, for this is the reason why I have not often, or why I have, I have so often been hindered from coming to you. Uh, Paul uh, has been hindered to coming to these, this Roman church is because he has been about the business of, of creating inclusion among the Gentile people, the, the non-Jewish people in the world. Uh, Jews wanted to kind of sequester their faith in Jesus, kind of all to themselves. But Paul's saying, no, this is open to everybody. And so he has been spending his time reaching out across that to find the complement to include others because God wants a diversity in his kingdom. He wants people to be from different sides of the street. He wants people to be uh, different ethnicities and age and, and political persuasion. He wants them to come together. And that's what God wants. He desires for that. And, and, and so the verse 23, it says, but, but now, uh, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, verse 24, I hope to see you in passing as I go through Spain and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your companion for a while. Paul's saying here, Paul was willing to get help and actually counted on it. Not demanding it, but that's part of a complementary relationship where we help each other. It's, it's being open to, with our needs and being willing to meet those needs, both giver and receiver, and a balance of both. Do you give to others? Are you willing to receive from others? <laughs> you see, if, if we don't give to others, if we don't, it's easy to become self focused. <laughs> we had the, the kids over uh, around Halloween time, and so I handed one of my, we, we have eight grandchildren, and so there, I think there were six or five of them there, and so I handed one a lollipop. What do you think the others said? I want one. Uh, and that's a normal thing from a, a, a self-focused child. If someone else gets one, I want one. But as we mature and, and, and grow in faith to be more like Jesus, we should think of others. Sure, we'd love a sucker. <laughs> but, but is there someone that needs one more? See, that's what when we mature, we should be think of giving and not always receiving. But we are to receive from others as well. And are we willing to receive from others? If not, we leave ourselves open for isolation And and because we truly need each other. God never intended us for us to be islands unto ourselves. He wants us to be connected and even connected to people who are different than us. This is how a complementary relationship works. It's giving and receiving. Look at verse 25. At the present, however, I am going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints. Paul was being a courier of of, of much-needed aid for the poor in Jerusalem, working at helping these churches to be complementary in giving and receiving of help. Uh, the Jewish, uh, the Jerusalem church, mostly of Jewish believers. And here are these Gentile churches giving to them and because Paul wants to, to foster this giving and receiving of help because that's how complementary relationships work. It's noticing needs and seeking to meet those needs. Verse 26, uh, for Macedonia and Ahia have been pleased to make some contributions for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem for they were pleased to do so. Please, because it, it was, it was, it's, joy, it's joyful to give, not forced, but it, it's joyful. You're going to be hearing, uh, I didn't believe Kerry will say it when he does, does the offering today, using that, 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 that Bible verse in Corinthians, saying uh, God loves a joyful giver. Actually, the word there, joyful, literally means hilarious giver. It's so fun because it's so fun to be generous, and, and, and we should be generous, and we should be thinking of ways how to be generous of others, even who, people who are different than us. Verse 27, the middle part of that verse says, for they were pleased to do it. Indeed, they owe it to them. Wait, 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 what? They owe it to them. Paul wanted to show that love in action is shown in giving and receiving. And yes, there is an obligation for all of us to help as we can. These packs that we're doing, Well, that's an obligation of us as believers in Christ to help people in need, and not just to put a blind eye and to whiz by people in need. We should be ones who jump to it and help to it. And I hope you participate in that. And if you didn't quite get the website uh, on that, there's also a little card out in the lobby area that has, you know, whatever name or whatever. And you know what? If you just get something that's not even associated with your name, that's okay. You know, it's it's the idea of giving. We need to give. And, and obviously we need to find our balance in that. In giving, we need to manage what, the resources that God has given us. And sometimes our balance is not quite God's balance and we need to figure out how to not be in so much debt, how to not have so much stuff and, and be able to do that. But God will help us with that. But the last part of verse 27, it says, for the Gentiles have come to share in, in their, meaning the Jewish is spiritual blessing, but they ought to also be of service to them in material blessings see, see the, the, the 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 Gentiles realized that that faith kind of came through uh, the Jewish uh, believers and that because they understood Christ and they they, they they know that, they know how the Old Testament fits in and explains about a Messiah and all of that together. But despite the differences, love moved them to give of themselves. and the Jerusalem church received it. You see the compliment there? Uh, verse twenty eight. When therefore I have completed this, and delivered them what has been collected. I will leave from Spain by way of you. And uh, Paul was on a journey. If you picture the Mediterranean Sea, and and, uh, the Roman Empire was all around the Mediterranean Sea, and Paul was heading from Rome all the way to Jerusalem, and then he was gonna hopefully come back over around to Rome and all the way into Spain. Now, we're never sure if he made it there, and Paul did get back to Rome, but it wasn't quite the way he had hoped. Uh, He was sent there as a prisoner, But yet God also used that because there began a whole movement of God all among the guards because of Paul. So God had a different idea with that. If you want to read about that, Acts chapter 22 all the way through to chapter 28 is, is a great place to read about that. But see, things don't always work out as we wish, but God has a plan. Verse 29, I know that when I come to you, I will come in fullness of the blessing of Christ Paul was both willing to receive and to give the question is are you Well now in Romans chapter 16 Paul gives some ex- some examples so go over to verse 6 uh, chapter 16 and if and it's in here he lists 29 different names Now if you go to the study guide on the either on the app or in the uh, um uh, through website right, through website through the Revive section, you will see a link to a, a thing that goes through all the different names and talks about where they possibly might be from, and you can learn a lot from that. But we're, I'm just going to pull out a few of them. Let's look at um, uh, just a couple of them here. Verse 16, or Chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. I commend to you our, our sister, uh, Foybe, of a, a servant of the church at Sensriah, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help her in whatever she may need from you, for she has been a patron of many and of myself. Uh, Foybe used what God had given her to be generous and, and help the church because active love is generous. And, and we need to be generous. We need be generous with what God has given to us and, and to help those in need. Like some of you may notice that uh, we no longer have a marquee sign out in our church parking lot. Uh, the wind blew it down yesterday at about one o'clock. I was in the street. We had to pull it out of the street and praise God for our amazing trustees and a great staff who just jumped in, rolled up their sleeves all in the hail and, and pulled it in. But we're gonna need to buy a new sign and hopefully we'll all be generous and, and give to that. But, but, but I encourage you to be generous See, Phoebe see, was, was generous, both in her time. She was the one who actually delivered this letter to Rome. And she used her resources, and so should we. It's how we show this complimentary love. Here's another one, verses uh, uh, 3 and 4. Uh, greet uh, Prisha, uh, which is another name for Priscilla. Greet Prisha, Priscilla, and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus who risked their necks for my life to whom not only I have give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Uh, Priscilla uh, and Aquila gave and, they, and they, they, it, it, it took risk because giving and receiving takes risk. Being a compliment and being complimentary is not safe. Uh, we get hurt at times. We have to go without at times. But love does that. For active love finds the complement and brings about harmony. So let's not be self-focused or stingy, but generous with others. And right now, our world needs this overt, generous love with kindness and, and, and those complementary actions that build unity and harmony. So who are people you know that have some needs of time and resources how could you meet those needs? Uh, we, we're, we're giving out opportunities like these care packs, and there's also going to be an opportunity to, to help with our project Joy, which is what we do, uh, uh, um, materials we bring down to Mexico. It's a little bit different this year, but if you look at the neighborhood news, it explains that. We'll explain more up front here as time goes on. But it, but there's all kinds of ways that we can support and help. And you may have neighbors that need that. Who who could you offer help to? Who could you ask to get help? See, this openness is how we are complementary and this act of love is how we give love and receive help. It gives and receives help. So, so it, it, it's kind of like those fun food pairings, two different things that come together through giving and receiving. It's like, I, I gotta tell you about this, this avocado chocolate mousse I made. I mean, I know it sounds really strange, but it is delectable. Um, if it wasn't COVID, I would, I would just give spoons out of it. I mean, I've been munching on it all week and it's been amazing. Uh, it's probably not good. I mean, well, no, it's good for you. It's, there's no sugar in it, actually. It's, I, I use a little maple syrup in there, which you know, I think everything tastes great with maple syrup, but it, it's a fun food combination. Just like two different people can come together, whether they're a Biden supporter or a Trump supporter, they can come together and make something amazing. It also reminds me of the unique pairing of a of a friendship back in history. There's a in the um, uh, revived section on the there. There's a link uh, from our study notes that talk about uh, history's great odd couples, and this is one of them: Mary Todd Lincoln, the wife of Abe Lincoln, and her black seamstress Elizabeth uh, Keckley. Miss Keckley was a former slave and built a great business of clothing in Washington D.C. and and Keckley became Miss Lincoln's dressmaker, and the two became great friends. To where Miss Keckley was a close, confidant and was in the White House constantly and an encourager to Mrs. Lincoln in some of her deep, deep, deep times, uh, spending much of the time uh, traveling and being a traveling companion with Mrs. Lincoln. And no doubt, God used that relationship and that relationship to help shape a nation. Well, the next active expression of love is to love through Sharing life struggles. Let's go back to um, uh, Romans chapter fifteen. Now, the last few verses of chapter fifteen, it says, Paul writes, and he says, "I appeal to you, brothers." And the reason he says brothers, because it, 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 there is a strong bond among siblings, even more so than and than a parent-child relationship. That sibling relationship, especially in the in the Middle East was a very strong one and that, and that the idea is that we as people should look at somebody else who's a brother and sister in Christ regardless of their uh, political affiliation, regardless of their age, regardless of their, their ethnicity and say brother, sister and have that such strong tie that there's nothing you can tear it apart because there's like a blood connection with you the, because of the blood of Christ. We have that connection with other people and, and we are, we are to, we're to have that sense of, of compliment uh, to share life together. It starts with a choice to connect. And so are you? Are you connected with others? It does take extra effort to connect to others, and it's tough to be connected and interact with people that are different from us. It's not easy when people think differently than us, be it older or younger or political persuasion or wherever you stand on this whole uh, uh, social unrest issue. It's difficult, but we need each other. We need that perspective and yeah, it's messy. And yes, we will have arguments at time. But we need to be humble and, and, and listen and have patience. Let me read to you a definition of this active love that connects like brother and sister. You don't need to turn to it. As a matter of fact, I would just want you to listen to it. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter. 13, verse four, you've heard this before, but just listen in regards to this whole idea of, of people who are different than us and how we should interact with people who are different than us. Here it is. This is the definition of love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four to eight. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love, God's love, never fails. Can you imagine if this Kind of active love were spewed out to this day, how different life would be in our world. Well, I'm reading this and I'm just thinking of all the hate speech that's been just spewed out on us, whether it's from different public officials or the news media or on our Facebook, someone we know and love, and you just go, oh my gosh, (laughs) we've got to be brothers and sisters. Let's be this way towards each other, patient and kind, not arrogant or rude or irritable or resentful. Let's act like brothers and sisters. Go back to Romans chapter 15, continuing on, reading now uh, the last part of verse 30. It's appealed to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ by the love of the spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. That striving together in in this idea of sharing life struggles, that word literally means to wrestle, to wrestle, to labor intensely in prayer, to be of such a level of love that there is such an incredible empathy that's within us that we actually grieve in prayer as people are struggling with whatever they're going through. Paul goes on, because to share life also involves vulnerability. And Paul gets vulnerable in verse 31, that I may be delivered. Here's what to pray for. Delivered from unbelievers in Judea because there's a fear there. And that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. He's worried if they'll... So because remember, people in Jerusalem didn't accept Paul right away. When he came to faith, this is many years later, but he still has that in his memories. So that by God's will, I may come to you with joy and be refreshed by your company. May the God of all peace be with you. See, sharing life involves vulnerability. Paul's willing to share his. How about you sharing yours? But let's love by sharing life together. Paul gives some examples Verses. Uh, chapter sixteen, verse six, when he talks about Mary, he says, uh, uh, "Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you." Uh, Mary was willing to share in Paul's struggles as he sought to to reach out to the Gentile world with 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 a message of Jesus, and, and 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 along with same vision, same goals, working together. And so has uh, has, has has Trufina and Trufosa. In verse in verse twelve, it says, "Greet." Those workers in the Lord, uh, Tryphena and Tryphosa greet also Persis, who w- worked hard in the Lord. These people sharing life with Paul, being of the same mind, working the same uh, ideals and, and 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 efforts as Paul does. Paul also mentions Andronicus and and Enos. He says his greet. G- g- Verse seven. Read Andronicus and and and, and Enos, uh, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles. They were in Christ before me. These people had shared the same plight as Paul. Paul's been in prison. They've been in prison. There's a sense of understanding with others. You've had cancer He's had cancer You can share something together You've lost a job Lost a mate Lost some money You can share life together And life is meant to be shared together As we walk through life But it involves us knowing people Paul in all of these things These 28 people he knew intimately Enough to include them in his book In his letter So who knows you? Who do you know? See, we weren't meant to, to, to live life alone, to go it alone. So take the initiative to share life with others. It's how we be the complement. For active love finds the complement, and it brings about harmony. See, when we do, something amazing happens. It's kind of like those strange food combinations. There's one I came upon that I'm actually scared to try. I was gonna try it last night. It's vanilla ice cream with olive oil. I know, that's how I felt. I I, I thought about it last night as I was eating my uh, vanilla ice cream and syrup, which is maple, true maple syrup, not the fake stuff. That's not even syrup. <clears throat> the real stuff, <clears throat> you know, especially if it's from Canada, then it's real. But it's, it's a... Um, But olive oil and ice cream just, I mean, I'm almost feeling a little queasy right now, but I've got to try it, so we'll see how it works. But those flavors, they say enhance each other, even though they sound just so gross together. Uh, They say it's beautiful. It also reminds me of the unique pairing of, 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 of friendship between two very different American presidents in history, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. They were best of friends. Yes, they argued incredibly, had a separation for many years, but they they came together again and, 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 and that relationship shaped this nation. As I read about that, I just thought, is that even possible in today's world? Can you imagine? No, yeah. But yet God says, even with that, there's possibilities. God wants us to share life together and maybe two opposites come together and something amazing happens. Can you imagine the unity that would bring this nation? There are some crazy and strange pairings in the food world out there. And there are also some strange pairings of people. Our world needs to see these kind of complementary relationships. I'm not talking about the food, I'm talking about the people. Let's seek to be the complement we are, to love through giving and receiving help, to love through sharing life's struggles. For active love finds the complement and brings about harmony. I'd like to take a moment and just a moment of silence, a pause, and let what we've talked about settle in. Because I know that many of you, this has been a very difficult time. Some are elated, some are discouraged. But yet God wants us to be the complement, to be the one who brings about love. Let's just take 40 seconds and let God speak to us how we might be the complement in our world maybe even taking into account some of the things we talked about it, willing to give and receive help and willing to share life together. If it helps to close your eyes for a moment, that'd be great. I'll time us just 40 seconds. Let's just take this time. Just pause. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for speaking to us, for challenging us. You know, Lord, it's so easy for us to get caught up in our own little world with people who are just like us, who feel the same way we do, and yet you've called us for something greater, something higher, something that is in line with your will, and that's to to reach out, to include others, and to be the complement. There's too much division out here, Lord. And Lord, you've called us as your people, Christians, those who are like Christ, to bring about unity and harmony and peace and love. God, help us, help us be this compliment you've called us to do. Lord, you had Paul mention this to the Roman church who is so divided, even the same divide that we have between Republican and Democrat today. And you've called us to unity. Lord, may this be a new dawn, a new day, a new time for your church, this church, for the people who hear this today, who love you and want to know you and want to grow in you. Lord, may we be the ones that are the catalyst for unity. we love by being kind and not rude being humble not sowing discord not entering into the fray of that God help us and may you bless us in the process and may your church continue to grow we pray in the name of Jesus